And welcome back to Rick Knows Hoops. This is the latest installment of the What's Next series. We will be talking about the Chicago Bulls today. I got my good friend Garrett from Super Mario Hoops on the channel. Garrett, I appreciate you joining, bro. I am happy to be here. Uh, I'm glad we could uh, connect on your channel. I believe this is the first time, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I've been on your channel like two or three times, like multiple mm -hmm. times, so definitely good to finally get a collab going. Before <laughs> we get started with the Bulls talk, which we'll have a lot to talk about, can you just tell the viewers about your channel and all the content that you post over there? Yeah, so basically my channel, uh, Super Mario Hoops 24, uh, over there, we do some NBA talks uh, throughout the season. I'll usually do like maybe like a 30 to 50 minute uh, episode, like about once a week. Um, lately, I've been doing some IRL 1v1s for basketball as well, like trying to mix it up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, basically all sorts of content. Um, and yeah, you're, you're not going to want to miss it. And a few collabs again with, with my man Reek. So you're going to have to check it out now. <laughs> Nah, for sure. I'm going to leave the links in the description. I did tune into the Larry Bird um, IRL <laughs> video. That was a good one. Definitely good clickbait, too, because I saw it. Yeah. I was like, when I saw the notification come on, I'm like, hold up. Let me click it real quick. Bro, what I do you mean? Like, that wasn't clickbait. <laughs> that was the hey, Larry, real Larry Bird. <laughs> people going to have to tune in to find out, man. But definitely <laughs> check out his channel. Subscribe to him, man. And let's go ahead and get into the Chicago Bulls talk, because the Bulls were in the playoffs for the first time since 2017. Um, it's been a long time coming for sure. Um, it's been a lot of down years. Um, how, how, what was your reaction to the season? Because it was very up and down. Like the highs were very high and the lows were very low. What was your overall reaction to the Chicago Bulls season this past year? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think before the season, I predicted we'd be like the fifth seed. Um, a lot of people were still hating on us, even after getting DeRozan and Lonzo and Caruso like last year. And I saw so many people saying, we're just going to be a play-in team. I saw people say we wouldn't even make the play-in still. And I felt like, okay, that's too disrespectful. Um, but I felt like, you know, a middle-of-the-pack team uh, would be where we're at. Now, when we started the year, like, we were the last team to lose a game in the Eastern Conference. And then we were the first seed, like, halfway through the year. And, and that really, like, surprised me. Now, granted, part of that is from playing, like, a relatively easier schedule in the first half of the year and also though part of that as to why it fell down is because like we had injuries like uh you know Levine I know he ended up playing like second half of the year but he had to get like a knee procedure Lonzo missed basically the whole second half of the year Patrick Williams was out like after the first like couple games early in the year so we didn't really get to see our team I guess at 100 percent and I'm not going to say, like, if we were 100% that we would have got that first seed. But I think we probably, even right now, it seems like people are sleeping on us. I feel like we're better than what a lot of people are maybe giving us credit for uh, right now. And honestly, it was a pretty, in pretty intriguing season. Probably the most exciting one in, like you said, years. Um, like, I, I literally freaking the DeRozan back-to-back -back game winners was probably like the biggest highlight and I even went to the Pacers one so that was like insane for me to like witness um but yeah I think honestly I'm looking forward to next year I mean we we did fall the sixth seed even had injuries in the playoffs and then we had to run into the reigning champions um I mean we didn't get swept which a lot of people thought we would uh but I don't know I think next year we're gonna be uh I think we're, we're going to be looking better. I think we did improve this offseason. I know we're going to hop into that, but yeah, so. 
Definitely. That's what I was going to ask you, like, what were your favorite moments? I was assuming you're going to say, like, the Moors back-to-back game winners because that was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think everything you just said is, like, great points, especially, like, how before the year, like, I remember all the big publications coming out with, like, their preseason rankings and record predictions. And I saw some, like, ESPN, I think, had the Bulls winning, like, 40 games. And I'm just like yeah. there were questions of like fit, like how would DeMar and Levine fit together? The defense was always like a question, but this the Bulls have just been lacking talent like for the last four years. Like they just haven't had a talented roster. So when you add in that talent, it was just so surprising to see like all the big publications really still think the Bulls aren't gonna be that good. And even like you mentioned with all the injuries, like Levine missed time and he was he was not 100% pretty much the entire year Lonzo missed the second half of the season Caruso all like you mentioned still I think a 46 win season which is really good and the East was mm. you know you guys were only like six or seven games behind the one seed so it's just it begs the question like how good the Bulls could have been this year if you know health was on your guys' side but it wasn't but I, I think all in all still like it's good to see playoff basketball back in Chicago because the NBA is better when the Bulls are good. It's just better when the Bulls are good. Um, and you guys did lose the defending chance, but that's no that's no shame. Giannis is who he is. Um, yeah, I totally I totally expected it. I mean, when Middleton went down, I thought maybe we'd actually have a better chance. And then we kind of did fold those last few games. Granted, we had injuries, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we played really good like the first two games as well, uh, and I was excited for that. Yeah. When- like you guys had all the opportunity to win game one, because the Bucks know, play, we, Bucks played terrible. <laughs> all ever like literally, it's not that like we weren't trying. It's just like every, no one could hit a shot for us. Like it was one of those games, and I'm just like, dude, like if he maybe he made one more basket and he made one more basket, like we win the game and we could have been up two zero maybe, like theoretically, exactly. I guess. Exactly, man. But all in all, the season was pretty fun to watch. I would say for most of it. Um, what was your what was your experience watching DeMar DeRozan this year? Because I don't think anybody expected him to, to explode like he did this year. We all knew he was an all-star caliber player, but he played MVP caliber basketball for most of the season. So what was your reaction to that? Yeah, I kind of like, okay, when he came to the Bulls, I had a feeling like he was going to be like an all-star again. Like I, I did think he was going to actually, you know, get back on that spot. Cause when he was in San Antonio, it's not like he was bad but I feel like he was like really underrated. And like, I think literally the year before he averaged like, I think of, I was checking something like of all the people that were top 50 in scoring, I think he had like the second highest assist to turnover ratio. And this is DeMar DeRozan. This isn't even like a point guard. Um, I think he was only behind like Chris Paul or something, but like the point is like, you know, this is a guy who's kind of more of a scoring guard, a combo guard than he is like a facilitator. And he's doing this, like he's still like improving his game as he's getting older as well. And I think when he was in San Antonio, people kind of like forgot about it, um, especially because, you know, that trade like with Kawhi and then like literally the first year after the Raptors win. So everyone like kind of took their attention, I think, away from San Antonio. But I always thought like at least when DeRozan was there, I, th- I always thought like he was the best player. Um, I, I know the one year I think LaMarcus was an all-star over him and I still didn't really agree with that. No disrespect to LaMarcus Aldridge, but I, I always thought like the Rosen was kind of like the best player on those teams. So when we got him, I thought like, you know what, we're adding like probably a top 25 player in the league um, at the very least. You know, I didn't expect him to quite have an outburst like he did in certain stretches this year. I mean, like he literally broke a Will Chamberlain record. 
So, I mean, that's just insane. I like, I think it was like most games in a row over 50%, 35-point games, which it's an ESPN set. But granted, it, it is like uh, a record to break. But yeah, I think honestly, he was just kind of really exciting. And I don't know if we've had a player like that, um, I guess, like break out in a way since like the days of like Rose or Jimmy Butler, you know, Ben Gordon. Like I know like some of these guys, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you brought up DeMar in San Antonio because in my opinion, I feel like that was up until now, I feel like that was his most well-rounded, like, stint in his NBA career. Like, obviously, Toronto, he was scoring, like, 25, you know, 26 points a game some seasons, and the teams were winning a lot of games, but I feel like in San Antonio, he became a more complete basketball player, and maybe had a little bit, like, of handcuffs on him because he had a little more responsibility, but with Chicago, he was just able to, like, get back to being an elite scorer and still have everything else in his game, like the improved playmaking. I'm giving some effort on the defensive side of the floor, you know, which it wasn't a complete negative this season, I would say. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought up San Antonio because I feel like that's that was kind of like the like jumping point for him to have this breakout season that he did have. And it's crazy that at the age of he's in his 30s now and he's having his best years. And are you hopeful that maybe next season or the year after that, you know, to the end of this contract, maybe won't be the same like 28 points per game as this year? But do you still still think he can sustain some of that excellence? Well, I think eventually over time, I mean, He's on the he's on a deal for at least the next two years. Zach Levine just you know signed that new contract, so I would expect like you know before um, the Rosen's contract expires, like there's going to be some shift to where like Levine becomes like the primary option and maybe Demar becomes like a secondary option. Um, but I still think you know I still think Demar is definitely good enough to be again an All Star this season. Um, maybe the next one, but I mean that I mean two years in the future. For someone like probably 31, 32 years old, it's kind of hard to predict at points. Um, you know, like there, there's a ton of players like that in the league right now. But I don't know. I think that eventually there's going to be a shift um, for Zach Levine to be the primary option. I mean, that's probably what they told him, like, which is why he was like going to agree on such a big deal. You know, like you're, you're our guy. You've been here for five or four and a half years now. So, yeah, I don't know. I think eventually there's going to be like a change where Levine's going to be the primary guy. But again, like I still I still think DeRozan can be an all-star and I think they could be like one of the best duos uh, in the league for probably the next two years for sure. I mean, that is DeRozan's contract. If he stays, then I don't know. I mean, because at that point he'll be like, what, 34, 35. So maybe his game will see a decline. Uh, most people usually do around that time or a little bit older, so I don't know. But yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Because um, you Alrighty. said that they'll be one of the best duels. Where would you rank them among duels in the NBA? Because there's a lot of really good ones, especially in the Eastern Conference. So where would you rank Levine and DeMar DeRozan? Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, I think, I mean, when I think of duos, I'm thinking like, you know, Kawhi and Paul George are going to be back next year. Um, you got probably Stefan clay i mean there's there's a few people you could honestly say for the other guy for the warriors at this point because they're so well-rounded but i'd still probably say stephan clay um you know obviously in terms of just talent wise you can't forget about like kd and kyrie um for the time being like we don't know what's gonna happen with them but um so i don't know i mean i would say i would say they're probably top 10 
for sure um but i don't know i also like the fact that like we kind of have like a nice mix of like players that have been in the league for a while like probably like five plus years or probably like at least three four plus years and then also like players that are like really young you know like we kind of got players to build upon afterwards um and i think that's kind of like the way to go i mean like like i was saying with the warriors like they kind of have that like with with curry and clay and draymond like these are the guys that have been there for so long they have like the winning culture and then they also got guys like jonathan kaminga and um jordan Poole and moses moody and all that stuff so definitely um top 10 i feel like they're more closer to like you know the five six seven range than like 10 yeah you know say that they might be, although, like, it is tough because, I mean, well, I didn't even mention, like, your Celtics, too. Like, Tatum yeah. and Brown, like, I mean, that that one could go, honestly, either way. You also got, like, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So, it's tough. I, I mean, to be safe, for sure, top 10. Trying to be as objective as possible here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, in terms of talent-wise, I mean, LeBron and AD are up there as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it is tough, but... I, th- I think top 10 for sure. Like, that's like worst case scenario. But yeah. For sure. Uh, you mentioned some of the other talents that the Bulls have. I need your opinion on Vucevic because I've seen a lot of polarizing takes from Bulls fans themselves. How, like, how do you feel about Nikola Vucevic? It was kind of a down, I would say, I guess a down year for him. Like, he wasn't as efficient offensively. Um, are you afraid, like, he's like, this is who he is now? Like, will he be able to bounce back to all star form? Or is this just who Nikola Vucevic is these days? I don't think like he's I don't think he's like fallen off per se I mean literally last year this guy had like the best year of his career I would say at least like with Orlando um Orlando especially in the Bulls I think he averaged like 23 and 11 or something like that um like he was he was playing unreal and he was shooting really good I believe from three as well so he was like a perfect stretch big but I think the thing that maybe hurts us a little bit is our interior defense and this is why I think Lonzo Ball and Caruso getting hurt like is so what's so important in the season because when they both went down I mean we had like one of the best perimeter defenses in the league before then so it really didn't put much pressure on like Vucevic defensively or um Tony Bradley defensively or Tyler Cook or these other centers in the game and I mean Vucevic obviously plays the most of any of them and so normally like he's he's nowhere near the defender that you know for his position as opposed to like Lonzo is for point guards and Caruso for shooting guards so normally we would kind of get torched in the paint I mean he he tried I would say like I don't think he's someone who just like gives up defensively but I mean even in the playoffs like you saw like no one could really do anything like with Giannis like for our team like it seemed like a a team effort like you'd have to double or triple team him and then that's what led to like open shots like Grayson Allen literally torched us like in two of the games as well and that's a big reason why that happened whenever we'd like throw multiple guys in the paint um for Giannis or Lopez so and then offensively I think he's just a little he just a little was a little inconsistent I think part of it is just like his role on the team and it's still kind of being like figured out um but yeah I mean I don't know I, I think he's capable of potentially you know having a bounce back year I think if if we're again if we're healthy like even with maybe his struggles early on like we were still able to succeed with it yeah. um but yeah I don't know yeah um I think 
like some of that can probably be like attributed to Lonzo missing time too. Like just not having those you know easy looks that your mm-hmm. that your lead guard can get you. Like that can definitely be a factor. Um, I do agree with you though. I feel like he was like he's never going to be like that great defensive anchor. Like that's just not who he is. Mm-hmm. But I feel yeah. like like you mentioned, he gives effort. I feel like he was better last year. You know, for the Bulls defensively, it's just a matter of. It was tough, like when he was, especially when he's off the court. Then you do have Tony Bradley in there, or even Tristan Thompson. When you guys signed him, you have him. Tyler Cook. It's just like the depth was not there at the big man position, which we'll get into the offseason talk. But I think, yeah, I think Bush can bounce back. And it it was like on the fly, like he went from being the second option, or you know, sometimes because when he got to the Bulls, Levine missed some time with COVID, so he was basically mm-hmm. the lone guy to. Also being like a one-two punch to being the third guy, like the forgotten dude when DeMar came in. So it's a big adjustment, and maybe we'll see going into next season him kind of settle into his role and figure out who he's going to be with this team because he's a vital piece because probably yeah. not going to be able to move off off of him anytime soon, you know, if that's a goal. So he's, he's a vital piece of this team's success for sure. Yeah, I think, like, I kind of compare it to, like, I think of it how I think of the Jazz last year, and you know the for the jazz like the, the biggest criticism at least on the defensive end is like well they have so many guys on the perimeter that aren't holding their own defensively and then it puts Rudy Gobert out of position then it opens up the whole floor for everyone like all those corner threes that the Mavericks got against them for example so I think like for us like you know we have that stability on the perimeter uh when we're healthy but when instead you take Lonzo out of the picture and take Caruso out of the picture and you put in, you know, a rookie like Io, who is a pretty good defender, I would say. It's just, you know, he is a rookie. He has to get some experience. And I mean, Kobe White, not an ideal defender um, per se. So, I mean, like when you when you put those guys in there and then you put more pressure on like Levine and DeRozan and they still have to like lead the offense as well, it, it becomes harder. And then I think it, it puts Vucevic in some of those situations more times than not. And I mean, he's not even the defender that Gobert is. So, I mean, you think about that, like, it's just too much. <laughs> Definitely. And you also mentioned how you guys couldn't contain Giannis. I mean, we won the series, but we couldn't contain Giannis either. Like, he's, he's just that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's going to be – it would be hard, honestly, to do that. But I, I, it's just like – man, it was just like one of those series. Honestly, I wonder, like, if they weren't hitting shots. Because it seemed like it, and when the Bucks played you guys, like, they weren't hitting shots um, – in the latter part of the series, like especially game seven, like yes. Wesley Matthews and Grayson Allen and Georgia, like they were all just awful, like to be honest. Man, um, like Brooke Lopez, like, I think he hit one three the entire series. Yeah. And like against us, like Grayson Allen looked like Curry or something. Yeah. He had them, I think he had like back to back like 27 point games or something like that. I'm like, it's not even Giannis that's really like, like killing them it's like everybody else is knocking down shots which is crazy um real quick before oh oh i was just gonna say it was just even a bigger slap in the face because of the thing that happened with him and caruso this year exactly so like yeah 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 that 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 was just dirty man that was dirty that's that's the point where y'all season really like shifted because zoe was already missing time and then caruso went down it's like io was getting a lot more minutes than he probably should as a rookie and then you're mm-hmm. playing Kobe White a lot more too, so it's just like, man, it was, it was kind of a mess, you know, from the injury standpoint. For real. Um, quickly, have you heard much? Like, what I've heard about Lonzo's injury, like, it seemed like they were a little concerned, like this might be a lingering thing. And he's he's had injury history in the past too, so it's not really a surprise. But are you worried at all that 
you know, he might not be able to give you guys, I don't want to say a full season because he's never played a full season, but at least a majority of the season be there when you guys need him. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and I mean, like, I, th- I like you said, I think of his injury history, I'm pretty sure he's like never officially finished a season. I think he's always had like an injury to end every season. And I'm thinking like, well, we want to be a playoff team and he's ending every season injured. Like, doesn't look too good because then we probably won't have you for the playoffs. But I mean, I don't know. I think I heard some stuff like, well, I mean, earlier, like near, before the end of the year, like there was like hope that maybe he could come back. And then they're like, nah, like he's he's not coming back at all. And then I've seen some stuff like over the summer where they said something like maybe his injury is like going to like linger on. And I'm like, I don't I don't want it to be like one of these. But I guess like t- to be fair, maybe if he was injured to start next season then maybe it would mean he's healthy to end next season i mean like i I guess that would be the way that i think of it but i don't know It, it is an interesting case um like you said like he's had injuries basically every year of his career so it is a bit concerning um and who knows i mean like if if we underachieve this year and you know he misses a majority of the games or half the games like then a tough decision might need to be made. So, I mean, I've seen him like get thrown in like some trade package offers, like for like, well, when everyone was going crazy, like for like, oh, Kevin Durant's on the trade market. Like and they would throw Alonzo in a lot of those trade offers. I saw them throw him in some for like Miles Turner, like when we were looking for another like defensive minded center. But yeah, it's, it is a bit concerning though. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like some load management needs to happen just so he's like available and ready. Because I, I just think people don't realize how important like he is to the teams that he plays for. Like mm-hmm. he just his stats aren't going to pop off the sheets. Like he's not getting trip doubles, not scoring 20 points a night, but he just does so many little things. He shoots efficiently from three now. And he's such a good defender. And he just yeah. puts people in the right positions. Like people don't realize how important <laughs> he actually is. It's weird because like he's almost every season and he's been in the league like he's been one of the most impactful players um but to think like he's yet like he's five years in he's never played a playoff game like that's just kind of crazy you know yeah man hopefully it can change man because I'm, I'm a big Lonzo fan like I'm, I'm just hoping he can stay healthy so because I just think y'all's struggles really coincided when he started missing time like that's mm-hmm. really I mean there's a lot of other injuries but I think his might have been the most impactful because you know, you're missing just everything he brings to the floor as a lead, as a lead guard. You know, he does a lot. And yeah, just, he brings more, I feel like, like more all around probably than any player on the team. Because it's like he can pass, he can shoot, he can score, he can defend. I mean, I don't know really any other player that can do all those things at a, I mean, a premier level per se. Definitely, man. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Let's transition to the offseason now. Um, start with the draft. Daylon Terry, I think that was it was a little bit of a surprise pick for me. I thought you guys were going to draft EJ Liddell out of Ohio State. Ended up being Daylon Terry. Um, watch his film. I'm, I'm a big fan. What are your impressions of him? And if you got to see him at all in Summer League, I know he probably didn't play as much, but what were your impressions early on? Yeah, I think honestly, like, well, first of all, like what I thought, I thought we were going to draft potentially a center like again because like I feel like that was our biggest need is I mean we got Vucevic but then we got like Tony Bradley and like you said Tristan Thompson honestly it's funny that you said that because 
his time on the Bulls, I feel like every time he was on the court was so unmemorable. I literally already forgot about Tristan Thompson on the top of my head. And he's not back, so that's good. But um, honestly, though, like, I thought we were going to draft a center. I mean, there were several options, like, you know, Jalen Duran, Mark Williams. But those guys were kind of projected a little higher than uh, what we were going to get. So I was like, hopefully, maybe, like, they both kind of fell a little low. And I was thinking, like, you know, maybe we could get one of them. Um, and then they both like went like I think like within four picks like right before us or something so I was like man but I mean Dalen Terry I think it's not a bad pick Um, it is interesting though because you know he is kind of like a combo like two three kind of wing player so maybe I mean it seems like a lot of the like rumor stuff at least for now is like kind of cooled off in the NBA but maybe like we'll see like a Kobe White trade and maybe we're trying to like get better defensively that's what a lot of Bulls fans like we're saying but I mean I think for Dalen Terry I think like he kind of brings a little bit of everything um it's a little bit like um Patrick Williams where he's like right now kind of like a raw prospect but I think he can do just a little bit of everything and I mean as long as like it would be nice to have a guy like like, I feel like off our bench, like, Kobe would probably be, like, our best scorer. Like, it would be nice to have, like, a, a six-man, like, a reliable scorer, like that Jordan Clarkson role in Utah um, on our team. And then also have these other players that are so versatile, like Daylon Terry in the mix. Like, you know, guys like Io there. So, I don't know. I think, honestly, I don't expect him to be, like, that guy who just, like, you know, could be the six-man, like, scorer off the bench. But... You know, obviously, considering his position and considering where we're at with the team with Levine and DeRozan, he's probably not going to start. So, I mean, I think as long as he can be like a quality bench player, as long as he can provide like the little things, because that's kind of like what we need. There were some times like rebounding wise, I think he had a big rebounding game in summer league, like where we would get torched on that. So, I don't know. I think rebounding and defense, as long as we can get that. And he didn't shoot bad in college. I think he shot like, what, 35, 36% from three. Um, so, I mean, not great, but I mean, I, I'll take it, I guess. So, I don't know. I, I'm kind of excited for him. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great point that you made. Like, you guys just need players that kind of do the little things. Um, and he's kind of that. I mean, he played like, I think, one through three in college. Like, he plays a lot of point guard. And like you said, he's probably going to be more of a two, three in the league. And what I like about him, he just seems like he's he's going to be like a tenacious defender. I feel like he's going to get after it, which you guys, like you've mentioned, like you need like perimeter defense at when you guys are healthy is like one of your strong suits on that side of the floor. So you can never have too many quality perimeter defenders. I think he fits that mold. But man, I, once you mentioned like Mark Williams or Jalen Duran, like if they were to fail, that would have been crazy. I'm sure um, AK tried everything to trade up. You know, once he saw those guys falling, I'm sure he tried everything in his power to trade up. All the all the other Bulls fans, like I, I talked to, they're like, "Oh, there's like, there's no way." Like, they're both projected. Like, like I think the one of the more recent like mock drafts or whatever had them like both top ten, and they're like, "There's absolutely no way." And then I'm like, "Well, we got like 13 picks in," and I'm like, "No, nobody's been called." I'm like, "Maybe one of them could slide here," but and then they both win like just like that, and I was like, "Man." I mean, it was close, but, you know. It was. I was surprised uh, Jalen fell. So, because I had him going, like, I think 11th. I mean, he only fell, like, two or three more spots, but I was still kind of surprised. 
I saw people like were putting him like I think like top eight and stuff like before the draft, like as they got closer and closer. So I don't know if he had like a like a good workout like with some of the NBA teams or something, but yeah. Yeah, you never know with the draft, man. But we'll see how Dale and Terry pans out. Um, you guys weren't like super active in the offseason, but a couple moves. Um, Goran Dragic was a little bit of a surprise signing. Maybe that's writing on the wall for Kobe White. Who knows? But Andre Drummond, that was y'all's backup big signing. And I, I think, what, what do you think about that move? I, I feel like it was a pretty quality move. What do you think? Yeah, I think for Drummond, um, you know, I feel like this, you know, honestly, I feel like he's a really good backup center or a very not so good uh, starting center. Um, I've never been high on Drummond, like when he's like a focal point of the team. I just feel like, you know, sometimes he makes, I guess, boneheaded plays. Like he'll, you know, yes. force the ball up the court. He's, he's turnover prone. You know, he can't really shoot. Sometimes he thinks he can shoot. So like all the all these other things um, that have come like with Drummond and I feel like coming off the bench, like we might see something like what we saw with him in um, Philadelphia, like in the first half of last year. And I think honestly, like that's probably like where he was at the best for like his given like his role, um, you know, not necessarily like trying to do too much and probably only get like maybe like 20 some or 20 or so minutes a game. But what we do know about him is even though he's not a great defender and we probably would have liked to improve there. I mean, he's probably one of, if not the best rebounder in the league. And again, like I said, the rebounding was one of the biggest issues. When when I went to that freaking um, Bulls-Pacers game, the one that DeRozan uh, hit the game winner, and we were actually winning that game, like, for most of the way. And I think on one play, like, Sabonis got, like, five rebounds over us, like, offensive rebounds. And I was like, dude, like, we need a rebounding bad. Um, and that was before a lot of our injuries happened. So I don't know. Like, I think honestly, I like what he brings in terms of rebounding wise. Um, and that's a huge part for us moving forward. And then for Dragic, I mean, it's it's okay, I guess. Provide some shooting, um, facilitator. But yeah, like you said, it might be the writing on the wall like for a Kobe White trade, like that accompanied with the Dale and Terry draft uh, selection. Definitely. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, if Drummond's getting 20 minutes off the bench, that's perfect. 20 minutes of Drummond is good, but anything after 20 minutes is like, it's kind of getting a little dicey. Can't like, like it. Like you said, if he's a starter, it's just like, uh, I'm just not looking forward to when he, when he's bringing the ball up the court. Cause I know there's going to be times where he pretends he's the point guard and he's probably <laughs> going to make like a, a pass into the 12th row and, and I'm just going to face Paul. But it's like, he can't be worse than Tristan Thompson and Tony Bradley. Like, there's just no way. Oh, no, nothing's worse than Tony Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts because I'm a Carolina fan, but I, I understand. <laughs> I definitely understand. Um, and you guys also, of course, re-signed Zach Levine. I mean, I don't, we already kind of talked about that. That goes without mentioning. Um, was there any ever, was there any, any type of fear in your heart that he was going to leave? No, because, and the reason why is because, like, most of the teams that had, a, like, were in position to maybe sign him, like, I think, I thought, like, the only one that would even be maybe a good option to go to would be, like, Portland, and then, like, once they made the trade for Jeremy Grant, like, that kind of ate up more of their salary, and I'm like, yeah, they're probably not going to get it, so it would have to be, like, a team, like, literally making several trades before then, and I don't think Zach Levine's going to wait till like, end of July like to to make a free agency decision so I'm like he, he's coming back like I was pretty much like 99% sure I wasn't like I mean there's always that 1% like the KD to the Warriors is probably like that 1% but 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. People are trying to force up like Laker trades on ESPN and stuff. Like, yeah, that's that's just Laker fans. Like they nice. they Photoshop like freaking actors, celebrities, and Laker uniforms. <laughs> the only team for a second I thought might have been San Antonio, but then once the DeJounte Murray rumors started flying out, I'm like, yeah, there's no way. He's going back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't feel that same way because I felt like they just weren't as good. I feel like they weren't going to be a playoff team. And I think like Portland, you know, can because like, you know, Damian Lillard's going to be back. So, yeah, I, I didn't really think of them that, like, that much. though. Yeah, I think this is what I always say. I feel like either agents are just like throwing stuff out there so they make sure their guy gets as much money as possible. And I feel like this is what that's exactly what that was like. Just yeah. throw some rumors out there like, yeah, Zach might leave because the Bulls aren't trying to give him all this money. And then he ends up getting the amount of money that he wants. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, well, home stretch here, man. Um, going into next season, we talked about all the moves that you guys made the season previously. What are your expectations for this Bulls team going into the 2022-2023 season? I mean, I don't see why we can't. I'm going to sound like Derrick Rose before he won MVP here, like with the way I'm saying it. But I'm going to say, like, I don't see, like, why not? Like, why can't we be a team up there contending with those top teams? I mean, we again, we were first in the in the East, like halfway through the year. And granted, like part of that was a little bit lucky, probably. Um, but even then, like not totally, because like at that point, like, I mean, Kevin Durant was healthy, too, for the Nets. Like, that's another team that didn't end up near the top either they got the injuries as well and other stuff but but I I just think like um for us I mean like you look at I mean I think your Celtics got better I think Philadelphia got better Milwaukee kind of stayed stayed pat I'd say um and then I feel like Miami got I don't know I I think they I think they I think they got a little worse because they I mean they lost like PJ Tucker and that was so huge for them um you know like the Hawks Eh, but like they weren't even as good as us last year. Um, the Cavs, we're gonna see like what happens with the Colin Sexton thing. So I don't know. Like, I feel like personally, like we could be a top five seed. I feel like honestly, the Raptors being better than us last year. No offense to Raptors fans, I feel like it was kind of a fluke. Um, I mean, like they'll be good too. But I, I think personally, like if we're healthy, I think we're a better team than them too. So four five seed, like maybe I think there's no reason why we shouldn't be in that position unless like we had crazy injuries again, but yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that's, he's a big Bulls fan as well. And he, he feels like you guys are like a top three team when healthy. Do you agree top with that? Three, he said, yeah. Going uh, into next season, he said top three. I, th- I think, I think we potentially could be like, I, I probably, I probably would not take us over the bucks and your Celtics at this given stage. Um, just because, I mean, they both have finals experience with this, like, core. Um, now, granted, like, the Heat do as well, but the Heat have, like, a completely different supporting cast, I feel like, now than they did from, like, the bubble, like, a few years ago. And I feel like they got worse. Philadelphia, I mean, they've yet to put it really all together. Um, so, I don't know. I think we could be third. We could probably be, like, six again, but I think it's safe to say, like, four or five, somewhere around there. Um and hopefully we can win a playoff series because we haven't done that since like 2015. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Okay, so top four seed, get to the second round. That would be an ideal successful season in your eyes. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would say so. And then I think 
maybe the next year. Eventually, these younger players are going to start, I think, getting better and better. I'm excited to see, like, what Patrick Williams does this year because I think if he's healthy, like, he's going to contribute. Like, he might be in a most improved player type of uh, candidate. And then Io, and if we do keep Kobe. Um, I also like Marco uh, Simonovic. I don't know if you've seen him from Summer League. I think he yep. could be a, a player, like, down the line. So I think we have young players. And then also – you know, Zach Levine's still like in this prime. The Rosen, I mean, he's still playing like DeMar DeRozan. Um, so I don't know. I think honestly, as time goes on, like we'll eventually like keep rising and rising like as a team. Definitely. So top four seed, win a playoff series. Patrick Williams, most improved player candidate. Those are the predictions Facts. I'm taking away. A lot of bold predictions. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> well, we're about to wrap up here. Um, Garrett, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we get off? Nah, man. Uh, again, appreciate you having me on. I always love talking about the NBA, especially my Chicago Bulls. Um, but yeah, man, uh, go check me out on my page again, Super Mario Hoops 24. Um, but yeah, n- not much else here. <laughs> for sure. I appreciate you for coming on to the channel. Um, links will be in the description for his channel so be sure to check him out subscribe check out his content always great content and we'll catch you guys next time for the next installment of the what's next series i'm reek and i'm out peace